Hey everyone, and welcome to the South Carolina Grower Exchange Podcast. Every week, agents, specialists, and growers from around the state chat about what's happening in the field and discuss the latest crop weather, insect, disease, and weed issues, as well as timely reminders and information related to fruit and vegetable production in South Carolina. Remember, you can read weekly field updates and register for upcoming events by visiting the SC Grower blog at sccrower.com. So yeah, we'll get started, I guess. Um, I'll kind of go, it's been really wet around Edgefield and the Ridge area, um, Aiken County, all that. So as far as what's going on in the field, um, not a lot of equipment that's for sure because we're just kind of muddy and mucky we did have a really nice day yesterday that was a little bit deceiving because it was sunny and breezy but um I actually tried to get a tractor out in a field myself yesterday and not not good for it but we're still working on planting um new peach orchards and getting those established um still working on pruning all the pruning crews are here now so they're kind of going hard at it and um getting ready for some copper sprays in the next week or two kind of trying some different things with timings on that um doing a little experimentation um strawberries are looking good still seeing some mites but not really super bad um and then yeah, so that's that's what's going on in the ridge. Rob, what's going on your way? Thank you, Sarah. Strawberries are looking very good. Uh, we are seeing some dormancy within mites at the moment based on the temperatures. I expect those to come active in the next few days before the next cool down. We have made some miticide applications um, to certain crops, but generally speaking, numbers are below the below treatment thresholds. Um, beginning to start thinking about cleaning up row middles, uh, where growers put in uh, annual rye into the, into the row middles of strawberries. We're looking at taking that out over the next couple of weeks um, and general weed control in, in row middles. Um, we're w- pausing at the moment for, for warmer temperatures to come up to allow maximum effic- efficacy from the herbicides. But that's about it. It's, other than that, it's been wet, wet and miserable down in the low country. Zach? Yeah, we're seeing the sort of the same thing y'all have described. Um, I am seeing something interesting with um, Camarosa strawberries. Um, the outer leaves um, on some farms, and it's, it's worse in some farms than others, um, but they turn this deep red, like a bright, uh, like Christmas red. And they're kind of dying off. Um, and I sent some samples about two weeks ago to the lab, and I haven't heard anything back yet. But I've seen it on about three or four farms now, so maybe it's just something to keep an eye out while y'all are out in the field. Um, but I'm a little nervous. I don't. I don't quite know what it is. So hopefully we'll get some lab results back this week. Yeah, Corey, we didn't get any snow in Aiken for sure. <laughs> Justin, what's happening your way? I'm getting any snow. That's what's happening. Yeah. 
I think our strawberries are maybe a little bit behind what everybody else is describing. Uh, last crown counts I did, we were at like three to four crowns. Um, so I feel like we still have a little ways to go before folks start trying to save blooms. But the last couple of years, we've had folks starting to save blooms around the middle of February. So that's coming up pretty quick. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're going to get to five crowns by then, but I hope so. Some warmer weather would certainly help that. Um, don't have a whole lot of spider mites, but where I am seeing them is in fields that are adjacent to old tomato fields. Uh, it seems like once those tomatoes went downhill in the fall, spider mites just kind of migrated over to the tomatoes. And I've noticed that trend for a couple of years now. And that's bad news. You gotta really keep on top of those spider mites when you see that. And, in some cases, it seems like we never really get rid of them throughout the whole season. Um, other than that, got deer just wearing us out. Deer are tearing up strawberries right now. So a good time to preach about deer fences and stuff. All right, let's see. Uh, Bruce, what you got going on? Weigh it, like everybody else. Weigh it. Um, the uh, on strawberries is uh, our strawberries are they're they're all over the place. It's uh, I mean we've got some fields that's got a you know solid uh, five crowns, and then we got some that's uh, <laughs> the you know one to two. I mean it's just uh, uh, but a lot of that that we're seeing just uh, that are just so far behind, and uh, it's. Plants that were that were you know that uh, you know water wheel had a little large spot you know a little bit large of a spike on it you know made a little bit bigger hole than what was really necessary for plugs and you know plugs got set a little deep and then all that beating rain that we had uh, you know uh, right after planting uh, just really started washing in on the crowns and, and burying crowns so uh, the ones that that um, yeah in that situation they just they're they're way behind. Um, as far as uh, spider mites, not yeah, I've seen uh, uh, basically um, one hot spot in the field. Everything else has been you know relatively quiet on that. Um, the um, phomopsis is uh, I am seeing uh, a bit of phomopsis around. Um, other than that, that's 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 basically it. The uh, on blueberries. Uh, I guess everybody is, uh, you know, in, in pruning mode right now. And luckily, you know, we've, we've got, uh, you know, I know uh, Andy and I had, had pointed on this, uh, you know, last night. Um, yeah, the small fruits meeting. Uh, Horry County is, you know, is right around, um, I believe it was 700 or seven, 700 plus on uh, chill hours. So, you know, even they're looking really good. Um, Marion County is even a little higher than that. I think we're pushing, uh, you know, 900. So uh, the plants are really, they're, they're still, you know, the, the buds are starting to stretch a little bit. Um, but it's, um, you know, they're, they're still, uh, they're still pretty much asleep. You know, it's uh, um, luckily, you know, no, um, yeah, we have, we've had plenty of chill hours. Uh, 
this year. So we're looking good on that. Hopefully the, um, you know, no warm weather will come in and really disturb that and, and push us, uh, push us uh, forward. So um, all, all of that is looking good. Uh, muscadines, um, you know, they're still, they're still well asleep. So, um, and everybody's, uh, you know, trying to, trying to finish up printing on muscadines. Bruce, what, um, what temperature scale do y'all go by for your chill? Is it anything under 45 or do you do a 32 to 45? You know, um, I do, basically it's the, the Dr. Mike Mainland scale, uh, the blueberry uh, uh, scale. And so it's the, anything under 45. And then, you know, um, basically, you know, then you start discounting, um, you know, above 45, like 45 to 55, you mm -hmm. know, uh, was it, um, uh, 0.25 and then, you know, 55 to 65, you know, subtract a half. And, you know, it's, so it's, uh, that's, that's primarily what, what I go by. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering on that. We, it seems to be with peaches, we kind of go across the board. Um, a lot of the growers like to go by just un anything under 45 but um i know at our some of the weather stations that we have set up like in the trials um and like at musser they have them set between 32 and 45 so it's a range when we're trying to report chill hours i think we really have a lot more than we're reporting because we're not doing everything under 45 but i was just wondering on blueberries you know, and, and that's what uh, what I've seen in the past is uh, Dr. Mike Mainland's uh, his scale seems to be pretty much in tune with you know a lot of the known, uh, especially like on Northern Highbush that um, you know you take something like a, like a Duke that's uh, that's a solid you know nine fifty to a thousand chill hours, um, yeah before you uh, you know and and it's and it's very predictable. But when when the chill model starts, you know, looking yeah, you know, nine hundred or nine fifty to a thousand, a little over a thousand, that's really really when we see you know Duke really kind of wake up, um, you know, it's uh, perform like it should. And so, you know, I, I, there are so many different models out there, uh, so many different scales. But but I do really like the uh, the the one that I guess is basically you know promoted as the blueberry um, blueberry model. Has anybody actually seen the Neopestilosius, the Neopestilosiopsis leaf spot on strawberries yet? I think we need to rename that thing, man. It's a mouthful. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, I think I you need go ahead. Andy. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I did. I was worried, like Zach, I'm seeing some reddening and some leaf spots in the upstate. And um, so I spoke with um, Phil Brannon, Guido, and Meg Williamson yesterday. Uh, just before our meeting and um they showed me a picture if it's okay if i share it is that okay there yeah you should be able to okay i just check. oh it says disabled i think you have to make me a co-host temporarily you i mean unless somebody else is sharing this post disabled. If you go to the participants, 
and um, go to my name and then do uh, uh, right click on me or do more and and then do you're you're listed as a co-host try it now oh now it's got me okay 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 so that's what they shared with me can y'all see the strawberry leaf yeah yep okay um can you, can you zoom in a little bit andy yeah uh uh Oh, my, my controls are gone. But... It's to the left, Andy, on top of the picture. Magnifying glass. Yeah, there's beside the trash can. On the top. top right right on the with my mouse, you can't see that? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are killing me. Uh, I'm pointing out. I don't see it. Uh, <laughs> go left. The top, right in the middle. Right in the middle. Oh, I, oh see, the, the whole Zoom thing is, is right in the dang way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, now I see it. Okay. <laughs> Once I uh, minimize, okay, that's what we want to see right there. Anyway, well, I, then it went back. Oh, geez. Okay, I'll just leave it in the Zoom. But uh, what they pointed out is that this is an aggressive uh, leaf spot. Is what we're looking for. Uh, it's it's most often con confused with something called nomia leaf spot, and nomia tends to be uh, smaller uh, spots in size. But you can see this this entire spot initiated from this one point. And then you're look. I can't remember what they called them. I think they called them acerviuli, but don't hold me to that. Um, these little black dots right here. So that's what you're looking for. But a, and you can see more of these little black dots here, and it's very very aggressive. And um, basically, we need to send it in. They really encouraged everybody to to push thyram, uh, which is a good uh, protectant. It's actually better than um, captan with botrytis. Uh, but it's, it's not quite as good as captan with anthracnose. Uh, this spot can also be confused with anthracnose uh, leaf spot and leaf fruit rot. And um, the difference is this sucker, I, di I didn't realize this, but this will go into the crown and into the roots and it can look very similar to root rot. So, and we, we're seeing plenty of root rot because of the uh, excessive rains and everything. So my stomach, as soon as Zach started talking about it, um, just be on the lookout for it and uh, try to get it diagnosed definitely before we is what they encouraged me to do. And um, they explained exactly how to identify it. But I think I'm <laughs> it was so technical and so close to the nomia that. Uh, Andy, I, I sent a sample in that is exactly what you described. It was a smaller leaf spot, but it had the acervula yeah. like that. Um, but they were they were not that jet black. They were more of a brown or a tan yeah, color. Yeah. And when I sent it in, that was the diagnostic, you know, tool in the field is, you know, the brown versus yeah, black. the nomia. And when you put them was under, it nomia? When you put them under a scope, yeah, the, the spores are, are definitely different. It's, but um, but in the field, man, my heart dropped. I thought I thought we had. And they did say, like you had said, you had done with the, you had put it a mouse palette and done the basic, uh, if, you know, if you wanted to try to do that as far as growing it out, you know, putting it in a little incubation chamber. You did do that, didn't you, Zach, with yours? Yeah, I did. Were you you did. Uh, so uh, you're a little further than me with this. I haven't done that yet. So, um, but this isn't my leaf. Now, this is uh, positive identification from Dr. Phil Brandon out of UGA. So, sorry, Sarah. Take it so long. No, that's good. You you were up next anyway. So. 
what else you got going on upstate? Uh, then- we're still planting peach trees, and a lot of our peach trees are really big, Sarah, and there are questions about where to cut them and um, whether to cut them or to leave them. Some of my guys are leaving them, and basically what it came down to, because we can get bacterial canker in those cut wounds, so they said um, try to not cut them if you don't have to, but anyway, that's what we, uh, we're dealing with a lot of guys, but I mean, absolutely beautiful trees, um, nothing to really complain about. A few strawberry issues, that reddening thing on what looks to be otherwise good plants, but nothing like what we just saw, but I don't know where that's coming from. It's, it's very odd, the red leaf thing, um, but that's about it as far as, uh, oh, we're, I'm putting in a few new muscadine plants for a small uh, on-farm variety trial. I just got some more plants from Patrick Connor for that. So looking forward to putting those in this week. All right, great. That's all I got. Um, all right, thanks, Andy. And there's a question in the chat box from Meg. Um, anybody see any troubles with Swiss chard or beets this past fall? Um, I just want to introduce myself. I'm from the Charleston Parks Conservancy. I'm the community garden manager. And we just did not have good luck with beets or Swiss chard. It, uh, it just, they didn't grow. It was, uh, was kind of weird. So I didn't know if that was something that was ongoing in any other areas or maybe it was old seed or, um, you know, we do have a lot of uh, non-beneficial nematodes in our garden. So we're gonna try that crab life this, season but I didn't know if anyone else experienced this um yeah I personally um I'm in um I'm in Aiken County and we also had we had a really good spring crop um we don't ever really have great luck with beets we we have a lot of nematode issues in our schools um as well but we had really a really great swiss chard crop in the spring but yeah our fall crop also just didn't do anything it's um growing like you know it seems like they're stunted i think we've harvested twice and then it's like i don't touch them anybody because it's like they're clearly stressed out let's just see so i'm gonna i'm gonna do another round in the spring and just see what happens yeah is the issue is the issue germination or once they get up, they get diseased or like never really grow off? So they look what? healthy. So, so um, the germination wasn't great for beets because we direct seeded. And then, um, and then with the Swiss chard, we did seed trays and the germination was okay. And then we put them out in the um, garden beds and then they just, they haven't taken off. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think we planted them out in October and it's like nothing you know what um what varieties so it was um the rainbow the variety of beets it was chaga and then uh golden beets Mm -hmm. now they the seeds were a year old but that shouldn't i mean one year is not a big deal and then the swiss chard was um the rainbow and um vulcan the red one and it didn't seem to matter they just they're just Mm -hmm. They're literally just sitting there, stunted. They don't look unhealthy. They're just not doing anything. Meg, um, you're growing in raised yeah. beds? 
It may be a phosphorus okay. issue because beet need a lot of phosphorus right. to uh, for root growth and development. Um, and so, you know, in those raised beds, you you know, you might not have enough, or it could have you know leached out. I know phosphorus doesn't leach out that much, but in a raised bed, you might not have you enough. Um, so, what would you recommend? I think ahead. I really do want to do that crab life this year and just really amend the beds. It, if I got a fertilizer that was heavy in phosphorus, that's not going to hurt any other kind of plant, right? Okay, so what would you no, guys recommend no. that I use, like, um, as a general amendment? How about, um, Dr. Brian Ward, are you on here? He had a beet trial last year, and he does a lot with fertility, so he might have okay. some insight. If he's, if he's on here, he says he is. <laughs> well, any advice, I will take it. Because, you know, with uh, three community gardens and like, I think it's 36 community beds, I should be more organized and know exactly what I'm planting each one. But that's just not how my brain works. So it's not going to happen. So so this is, a, so this is we're talking about a phosphorus deficiency? Yes. And where are you located again? I'm sorry. Uh, West Ashley, James Island, and downtown at Corinne Jones. Do you have your, do you have your soil test reports? No, sir. No. Okay. Sure don't. Get those first, and then and then okay. you can go from there. That's, that's the best thing I can tell you. Because you should be adequate. You should be adequate in phosphorus. Okay. What so. I can do is do a soil test from one of each of the garden beds in yeah. each garden, and then just get an idea, because I've been here for a year and a half, and I've not amended this soil with anything but mushroom compost. All right, so here's here's another thing. So if your your garden beds were amended with outside soils other than that that's which was native to the right. soil. Yeah. That's where your deficiency probably is coming from if you have it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll see if I can't get a soil test you guys and see what's going on. We we've been getting soil tests back in about about 9 working days. Oh, wow. Cool. So. Good, good. Okay. Hey, Meg, are you familiar with lasagna gardening? I've heard about that. I've heard about that. I'll send you a, Clemson has a fact sheet. I think it might be applicable in your um, okay. situation. So I'll, I'll link that here. Thank in you. Second. Any other questions from any of the participants? Nope. I'm trying to check the chat. Thanks, Zach, for the link. Well, anybody got anything else? I'm just personally ready for it to be warm and other crops growing other than strawberries. I love a strawberry, but <laughs> I'm about tired of looking and talking about them. So um, I'm, ready, I'm ready for warmer, drier weather. Ready for drier weather. Dry, sure. Yeah, warmer, drier weather. That would be lovely. We're getting ready, getting ready.
my dogwood buds are pushing. Anybody else see bud movement on dogwoods? Got daffodils coming out of the ground, but they've been coming up since like a week before Christmas. Yeah. You're ahead of me. Yeah, we've got daffodils up for sure. Too long. I'm ready for stuff to start coming out of dormancy because I'm tired of looking at the same dormant plants every day. <laughs> Jim, while, while I'm on here, I see you're on here. I don't know if you're listening, not to call you out, but how's, how's things coming down there? Um, for y'all that don't know, Jim runs or kind of manages or overlooks Spring Island. Um, it's a cool, large, I wouldn't even say community garden. It's probably four or five acres. And they sell produce back to their restaurant and a lot of the community members come out there. But he's made some significant improvements in the last couple of years. They're laying plastic and... Um, uh, he said he has no microphone and computer, but um, it's really cool. They, they've got a plastic layer and, um, you know, they're using drip irrigation and they're using our uh, drip fertigation calculator. So they've come a long way in the last uh, two or three years. So I'm excited to see um, what goes on with those guys this year. So he's tearing out the diseased brassicas and ready to lay beds. Um, Y'all did, I don't hope you don't mind me talking about it, but they had some uh, root rot issues in brassicas last year. And um, we're doing a pathogenicity testing on it. Uh, Dr. Kineth, um, he thinks, Dr. Kineth thinks they're, um, it's a new, it's a species that's, that's common, but it hasn't been reported on brassicas before. So we might get a first report out of that, um, which is interesting. Um, especially for a plant pathologist, but maybe not so much for a grower. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, Tony Kineth this past year found a new species of alternaria on kale in a couple of places around the state. So he's having a great year. <laughs> <laughs> I took Dr. Kineth to a tomato field one time and uh, he was excited and the grower said, oh, I hope you don't ever bring him back to my field again. Because <laughs> he was excited about all the disease. Well, luckily, with that new species of alternaria, he doesn't think it requires any different treatment than the one that we already have. Oh, one more question, real quick. If, if I decide that I need to spray a phosphorus spray on my beds just because we just reseeded, do you think that would be beneficial? I know I need to do a soil test, but like if I just seeded root vegetables, is there is there a phosphorus spray? Or is that like? I can handle it. I, I, don't, I don't believe we would recommend it. There is a liquid form of phosphorus called uh, black label that's labeled going through the injection system. Okay. But because phosphorus, it doesn't move in the soil. So if you put it out through drip or through a spray, it doesn't move down at all. It, it's very highly electrically charged. So it's going to adhere uh, right to the very top. And really, you want it down in the soil. So you're going to be looking at a granular. Uh, organically, you can use the bone meal or triple superphosphate. Yeah. Or there's a product up here that we use a lot uh, in pre-plant. It's called DAP, D-A-P. It's diammonium phosphate. Okay. And it has uh, 18, it's actually the same price as the superphosphate, 
the triple super, but it has 18% nitrogen with the 46O. So, um, but you do have to be careful on uh, not putting too much nitrogen there at the beginning. Uh, but we've used it quite a bit and been successful with it. Okay, thank you. All right, well, it is 12 o'clock. So any last questions or comments before we end it for this week? How's your meeting looking, Sarah, as far as registration and everything for Thursday? I don't know. I I'd be glad to help if you need help as far as doing chat or do you need anything else going on? Um, I mean, yeah, help a chat help would probably be good. Um, I don't actually know. I haven't. Um, Carrie hasn't. She's been the one doing the CU online stuff, thank God, because I don't know that I could make it through that process. But um, so I don't know. She hasn't checked to see how many people registered. We did get um, pesticide credits and um, CCA credits. So That's I'll send it out again tomorrow. So hopefully we'll get yeah, some. Yeah, I'm not sure we were gonna, well, I was talking to her before we started this, but she's on a farm visit and she's in the middle of nowhere, I think up in Long Creek somewhere. So, um, but she's gonna check on, see how many people we have. But yeah, uh, help in the chat is always welcomed for sure. Okay. Don't forget about the Brassica meeting later that same day. Yep. Got 91 registered so far. Sweet. Awesome. That's great. Like I said, I don't know. I hope we have somebody mm -hmm. registered for the um, peach meeting. It's uh, two to four. So it's not to interfere with anybody else's evening meetings. So, all right. Well, thanks again for hopping on and sharing and thanks for the questions everybody and we'll be back again next week.